these moments, these challenges are great opportunities to grow together as a couple and to make your relationship even stronger. Remember, we wanna be anti-fragile and use our challenges as fuel for growth. Welcome to the Abundant Couples Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Matt. And we're here to help you, awesome growth-minded human, create the most flourishing relationship that you know is possible. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into topics of relationship, intimacy, and lifestyle freedom. We believe that a great relationship is fuel for everything else in your life. So let's jump in and get fueled up. Hey there. This week, we're bringing you a special episode that we recorded a little while back as part of a mini course on communication. In this episode, we introduced the master framework, which is a communication tool that we created based on a synthesis of other helpful tools and our own practical experience. Enjoy. You know those times when maybe your partner says something or does something that kind of rubs you the wrong way and you feel just a little annoyed or irritated or frustrated, but you think to yourself, it's not a big deal, I shouldn't say anything, it's not worth it. You know what I'm talking about? Well, we believe that it is a big deal. Those little moments really are important. And while you don't need to make a big deal of it, it is important to address those small moments of irritation and to work through them and grow stronger together. Otherwise, they tend to add up. And then the next time, what used to be a a tiny issue becomes a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger until... now look at that, not just for the next time or the time after that, but look at that a year from now, five years from now, 10... 50 years from now, you can just see why it's so important to take care of it now in the moment before it becomes any even small amount of resentment. So I'm going to go through a bit of a story of how this came up for us. This was just uh, probably about a few weeks back. So we do a lot of online learning and uh, recognized that I do very well with one input at a time. Uh, Anytime that there's a few different things coming in or I'm listening to somebody and I'm trying to do something else, I just know that I'm not as effective and I wanna be fully present in whatever it is that I'm doing. So this has been something that we have been talking about and communicated. And so when I was doing that online learning, And then I believe something you... Yeah, I heard something in the course that I thought was cool. So I just kind of repeated it or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. which um, best of intentions. But for me, uh, I didn't take it that way. I was trying to listen and then Cass was saying something. Um, I made the request before that we pause it and then we talk. And for me in that moment... Yeah, it, it really shouldn't be anything, like most uh, negative thoughts, but... And he could have very easily just said, no big deal, just take a breath and let it go. Yeah, but there was something there that just, you know, I needed to say something. So rather than just letting it go, which I might have been tempted to do in the past, again, realizing just how important it is to make sure we take care of that in the moment, we applied this 
uh, thing that we're going to teach you called the the master's framework so essentially we uh, talked about it we i expressed how i was feeling made some requests and figured out how we could really move past that in a really productive and um, enjoyable way yeah so that rather than leaving that moment as being you know a moment of feeling a little bit of irritation and just kind of shoving it down and going on about the day instead we use that as an opportunity to strengthen our relationship just a little bit but it's each of those moments of just a little bit of strengthening right where you're you know growing a little bit together day in and day out so we love to think of it as that you can either in every moment you can either move forward into growth or back into comfort right so those moments where you have that feeling come up and you feel like maybe i shouldn't say anything i'll just let it go well you have the choice you can either lean in it might be a little bit uncomfortable oftentimes it is and i I was even hesitant to say anything because I knew that I'd have to be a little bit vulnerable. I'd have to share how I was feeling and how I'd like this to be a little bit differently. But by the end, uh, we actually walked away from it both feeling a whole lot better, hugged it out, and uh, not only did it help us grow, but it was also a really good feeling in the process. Yeah, so that's the example of stepping forward into growth, that plus one. And your alternative is to just kind of shove it down, bite your tongue, don't say anything. Um, and that's kind of stepping back into comfort. Often it feels more comfortable in the moment to just let it, let it go, <laughs> forget about it, um, not say anything. It feels easier in the moment, but in the long run, it's creating that rift and stacking those moments on top of each other in the negative direction. And you're here to have an outstanding relationship and that's not how you do it. You step forward, you, you do the hard work in the moment and you, you create that bond, that, that one extra thing that you do uh, today that strengthens that relationship. Again, day in, day out, those, those little cords become such a strong rope that you have together and uh, it's, by, it's by doing the work. Yeah, moment by moment, plus one, plus one, plus one. So what to do when a conversation is not going in a great direction? It might not even be a conversation anymore. It, it, it's gone downhill. And now you're gonna use this framework when that happens in the moment because you are a relationship master and that's the framework we're going to teach you the master method yeah like we talked about before about not letting things go right addressing things when you're feeling frustrated or irritated annoyed whatever it is not just letting it go um, same goes for when you have a bit of a bigger upset or disagreement argument whatever it is yes you can take some time to cool off but don't just let it go. These moments, these challenges are great opportunities to grow together as a couple and to make your relationship even stronger. Remember, we want to be anti-fragile and use our challenges as fuel for growth. So 
Let's dive in to the master framework. Step number one is M. M for moment. When you are having that, we'll call it heated conversation, you will need to take a little bit of time to kind of come back to equilibrium a little bit before you can have a, uh, a conscious collaborative conversation. It's very challenging to go from upset, anger, high energy in that way to cool and level-headed and reasonable conversation. So whatever that is for you, take a moment. It could be a couple of breaths with some practice, uh, it could, you know, be a half hour. I know I used to love going for walks before um, just to kind of clear my head. And eventually got to, through this practice and through just being more present, just taking a few deep breaths to come back to center. But the idea is you just want to calm yourself down a little bit so that you're in a better position to have a constructive conversation with your partner. Yeah, you don't want to say something that you'll later regret. I know I've done that once or twice in the past and really just wish I had taken that moment. So this is the, the most important part um, to, to transition into this is just say, hey, give me a minute. I'm going to go take a walk. Go take five minutes to myself. And when you're in a heated conversation, if your partner requests to take a few minutes, they want to go for a walk or go in the other room and take a few deep breaths, give them that space. Respect and know that it's so that you can then go have a constructive conversation. And this is huge. This requires a level of self-awareness and just the fact that you're thinking to do this is, is a massive step. So even if it doesn't seem like it in the moment, because again, you're all caught up in what's going on, just the fact that you can bring awareness to, I need to take a minute to myself, that's massive. So now that you've taken a moment to yourself, it's time to move on to step two, which is A, acknowledge and allow. And what this is all about is recognizing what you're feeling and just allowing yourself to feel that. So it's okay if you're feeling angry. It's okay if you're feeling upset, sad. All of the emotions are okay and they belong, but you have to acknowledge them and allow them to be there before you can really move past them. By acknowledging them and kind of shining the light on what's going on, now they don't have power over you anymore. You're the observer of seeing, I'm feeling these emotions rather than getting swept away in anger or resentment, whatever that is. So by bringing that awareness, you are now in a much more powerful position to be able to take constructive action. Yeah, and when you've named the emotions that you're feeling and really just become aware of what it is that you're feeling, that gives you a lot more clarity to then come back to the conversation and be able to express that to your partner as well. A helpful thing to do in this situation, rather than get up in your head about what's going on, take a couple deep breaths and feel into your body. Where, what are you feeling in your body? Are you feeling a tightness in your chest? Are you feeling a constriction in your throat, a pit or like, like a knot in the pit of your stomach? What are you feeling in your body? 
That's often the fastest way we can connect to the emotions we're feeling is by bringing our awareness to our body rather than staying up in our head. So in this step, A for acknowledge and allow, you're going to just close your eyes, take a breath and notice how you're feeling. Give it a name. I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling sad, whatever it is. And just allow it. That's okay. This belongs to. So part three of the master's framework is S for sorry. It's so powerful to hear and to say an apology. It's really the catalyst that goes from anger to acceptance. Oftentimes we have to make the decision in a relationship, in a conversation, do I want to be right or do I want to be happy? Usually you can't have both. You're going to have to set your ego aside and the best way to do that is to apologize. Even if it seems like it's not your fault, because it probably won't, if you're getting in a heated argument, it's always the other person's fault. So even if it seems that she should be apologizing, he should be apologizing, you do it first and just watch how fast the tension melts. Mm -hmm. Because even if it seems like they should be the one apologizing, if you're both upset at each other, you've both played a part in it getting to that point. Yeah, and it can also be... So here's, here's a proper apology and then here's... Uh, not so proper apology. So Cass, I'm really sorry that I wasn't listening and that I got um, annoyed and started to feel anger towards you. Thanks. And yeah. I probably could have been a little bit less reactive with my response. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, pretty decent apology. What can tend to happen and what I used to do was, hey, I'm sorry, I just you know, thought that it was really important that we did it this way because uh, you know, it just seems like the right way to do things. Okay, well, I don't think that's the case. But look at all my logical reasons why that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> so you can do uh, I'm sorry because, sorry but, or just and all that. But it just needs to be, I'm sorry. That's it, period. You know, no justifications. Otherwise, as you can see, it turns, it just keeps feeding and it's not a real apology. And maybe you can kind of play a game with yourself. See how often you can be the first to apologize. Ooh, that's mm. a fun game. Yeah, because it's not much fun being the first to apologize, but it's what starts to turn things around and it's so important. So play a game. Who can be the first to apologize? Right, so step four is T for talk. So now that you've both had the chance to apologize and you're feeling calm after you've taken a moment, now you have the chance to really explain your perspective and really understand your partner's perspective. Now the understanding is the most important part, even though in the moment we wanna explain our position and rationalize and justify all this, the most important thing is to be able to really see it from your partner's perspective. 
As the saying goes, people don't care how much you know unless they know how much you care. And back to the right versus happy, even if you are right and you explain why all the reasons you are right doesn't really solve anything. Uh, it's more show that you care, that you're loving and that you're listening. Mm -hmm. So this is where that presence, that really fully listening, you really get to put it to use. So really trying to understand your partner's perspective, just listen without interjecting, justifying, correcting, just listen. And the other thing you can do while you're listening to your partner is mirroring. So mirroring, pretty simple, it's pretty much what it sounds like. You're reflecting back to your partner what you're hearing from them. So as they're explaining their point of view, you're just saying it right back to them to make sure that you've understood what they've told you. It gives you a chance to make sure you've understood and it gives your partner a chance to make sure that they've clearly explained their own perspective. So by the end of talking it out, you should both have a good understanding of each other's perspective and why the other has gotten upset. And in a later episode, we'll talk more about some of the specific tools you can use to make sure that you're fully expressing yourself and that you're fully understanding your partner. Number five is one of my personal favorites. It's E for embrace. So after you've talked it out and you've decided that you're no longer opponents, but you're now partners, <laughs> you've seen each other's point of view. Oh, I can see how you've come to that. I can see why it seemed like I wasn't listening. And now you've determined that that's over. Doesn't matter what happened. Doesn't matter who's right or wrong. Because our relationship is more important than whatever thing we wanted to be right about. And the hug is just a really nice symbol of that. Plus you get that body connection that is really powerful from embracing your partner. Yeah, and if you make your hug at least 20 seconds, then you mm. get the added bonus of a nice serotonin release. So, boom, bonus. Yeah. Yeah, feels great. It does. Very important part of the process. So the last step is R for resolutions and requests. You've hugged it out, you're feeling a lot better about the situation, but you wanna make sure that you don't have a similar problem come up again in the future. This is where you get to use your logic now that the emotions are taken care of to set up the framework so that next time you do it a little bit better, or maybe even a lot better that you don't have this kind of issue come up over and over again. It's very easy to fall into the same kind of habits, especially uh, these negative communication loops. Mm -hmm. So now that you've reflected on the conversation and the scenario, you see how you could have handled it better, right? So this is where you can say, okay, next time this kind of thing comes up, this is how I can handle it better. It's also a good chance to reflect with your partner and kind of balance that off them and ask them, is this the way that you would like me to handle this in the future? And how, do you, how would you prefer me to address this in the future? Mm -hmm. So that you're putting a plan together, basically. You're collaborating with each other so that when something like this comes up, 
then you know you've made that commitment. You can step in between that stimulus and response and think, right, we talked about this. I know this is going to come up again. So now I'm changing my approach. There's some great frameworks that you can use to really create a solid algorithm really to make sure that you choose that more optimal response in the future. And we're going to get more into that in another episode. So we'll talk about how to create those algorithms. In the meantime, remember that as conflicts come up, which they will, there's nothing wrong with them. All we need to do is remember to use the master's framework so that now they go from being a challenge into now a way that strengthens your relationship even further. Yeah, and just because you've resolved it this time and you've made a resolution to do better next time, doesn't mean we're gonna get it right every single time, right? We're practicing and we're always striving to do better, but sometimes we'll fall short because we're human. So it's so important to be patient with yourself, be kind with yourself and be patient with your partner and know that you're in this together and you're supporting each other to continually be better partners for each other. There you go. So that's the master's framework. I hope you find it helpful. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and a review and share it with the people that you care about because we can all use a little more love in our lives. Until next time.